Hey, what's good, my boy? Not bad, not bad. Now, why don't we get this show on the road while we wait for Brian? Shall we? I was going to say, are we going to wait for Brian or not? Nah, we're going right into this. I got you. Yeah, um, yeah, no, my friend's meds were going to wear off, so he didn't want to say the wrong thing. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, tonight. This is your host, Kaysen, with Midnight Space Thoughts. I hope everyone is having a lovely night tonight, morning, or evening, wherever around the world you are. And today we have my special friend, Blake. Blake, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Blake. I'm uh, what you would call a PC pleb who spends way too much money online. Uh, that let's see, I started my correct. days on Xbox. Uh, 360 playing Skyrim BO2. Now I was broke, so I didn't have lives, so I played uh, BO2 against bots. That was fun. Zombies with my dad. Then continued to uh, Xbox Xbox One, where I bought it myself, and continued my game. Now, today's subject ties in with gaming and the whole ordeal that the world has suffered for the last year. Today we are talking about how gaming has connected the world and the, even the internet in general has connected the world during the COVID-19 pandemic. Sorry, a second. Now, Blake, do you have anything to add on to that? I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I was talking about our subject. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, Honestly, I feel like with covid like since a lot of us already have gaming systems a lot of us already kind of co- like connected over internet it didn't affect us too much granted it affected us but we were still able to keep contact even though there's literally states between us and there's maybe like a town between you and your friends that even still not a whole lot was affected because we kind of over the summer just literally talked online. That's really essentially what a lot of people did. But at the same time, when we come to. Yeah, it says it's not letting him join. That's whatever. I'll, I'll deal with it later. This just me and you for now. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, we got to look at the bigger picture, not just us, but let's look at the world in this. Essentially, when everything got shut down, troops were left deployed. They couldn't get home to their families. And the internet was really the only thing keeping in contact with those families. And I, I bet you they were lonely. I bet you they missed home. Oh, yeah, 100%. Even, like, even not during COVID, like, deployed soldiers, they, they're, they, I mean, granted, I don't have experience. Obviously, I'm 16. But, I mean, like, a lot of them, I guarantee, like, miss home. They don't want to be there. It's it's hot. It's shitty. They're getting shot at. They're shooting at people. I can't imagine it's easy to shoot at other people. Like there are some videos on the internet of police that yeah, have taken lives. Down after a scene. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Really, right? Because like I've seen like little videos of like right after a cop has taken a life, not because he wanted to, but because of self-defense and the other person had a gun or whatever with th- life was threatening. And they're literally shaken to their core. Like they have to go to therapy after it. So I can't imagine what it's like for a soldier to do that. Like on the, I mean, granted not on the daily, but like that have to become some sort of norm in their life. And even then soldiers are trying to follow orders and trying to kill. Right. It's not like they're wanting to, but it's what they're trained and what they're there for. And with gaming and how, let's be honest, gaming connected a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, it connected you and me. You're across the United States from me. Yes, I am. <laughs> but let's let's take it here. We're in my little small town. That. Our school got shut down. Let's say someone's this is a school that got shut down middle middle of the states, right? No, no, no specific space. Their friends are all across different little cities around. All right, they, but they all go to the same school. Right. They have the connect. They have the gaming to connect. 
And really, I feel like that's what kept a lot of people strong during quarantine is being able to still have that human interaction while stuck at home. Right. Yeah, that I actually do agree with. Because, like, during COVID, like, when it first started, I was going nuts, literally just in my house. But, like, with gaming, I think that's where I shortly, shortly after had met you. I think that's where it kind of, like, that regular interaction of me hopping on, like, after work or, like, after school being like, yo, Kason, what's good? Let's pull, let's hop on some Modern Warfare and destroy some kids. And you're like, all right, sick. Uh, yeah, it yeah, no, it definitely helps, especially with, like, high school life. Like, high school life, yeah, as when you're in middle school, it's like, oh, my God, it's going to be so hard. But then you realize when you get there, it's not that difficult, but it's still it's still stressful. High school isn't difficult. All right. For those out there who's watching this, who's in your middle school, who's in crying elementary years, if you're in elementary, save it. But, <laughs> but for those in middle school – Yes, it's going to get hard. Yes, it's going to get more complicated as you go. But it's going to get easier at the same time. You're going to understand the complicated stuff. It's going to prepare you for college. As my biology and chemistry said, why go to high school if you don't plan on going to college? My parents would beat me. Um, I, I don't... I, I don't think we needed that detail, but okay. <laughs> Not literally. Um, no, but I mean, I feel like even though, even if you don't want to go to college, like I don't want to go go to college, like I don't, I have no interest in personal education. But high school is still essential because yes, you get the education, all that, but you also get a lot more social and a lot of freedom when it comes to high school, and that's where you develop like oh, this is how I'm not supposed to do things, this is how I'm supposed to do things. And high school will teach you that. Like, high school parties, which granted, they're not a huge thing. That's not really what you'd think yeah. in movies. But granted, if you do go out during a high school, whatever, you learn, you get a job, you learn what real life is like. Like, oh, sh- like, oh, right. When I go out to like lunch with my friends, we split payment or... I pay them back, whatever. We have to worry about gas. We have to worry about fuel. We have to worry about not getting a girl pregnant, whatever. But like, uh, hello. Can you hear me? Like, yeah. What, what's My good? phone what turned happened? off. Um, wait. Huh? So what? What did you hear? Like, what cut off? You were just uh, getting a girl pregnant. Okay, so yeah, like in high school, you'll learn not to get a girl pregnant. And a lot of times also with high school that you can't really learn in real life is sometimes drugs like weed or whatever. A lot of people, their first time is in high school and they experience it in high school. And later in life, they'll go, "Mm, not my thing or kind of like this. I I know. I know a lot of people at my school who do drugs, and I, I can see their life is going to spiral. It's going to get out of control with how much they do it. There are people who have literally skipped class just to do drugs. Right. You, you in a workplace environment, Blake, you work, I, I know you do, I'm still jobless. Yeah, I, I work at KFC. Trust me, The oh my god, there's literal crackheads there. Yeah, you know... You can't be skipping out on shifts to go smoke some damn crack. Right. The uh, the thing with that is, like, even still, people don't have restraint, especially when you're something when you're addicted to something. But back to like the high school thing, real quick. A lot of kids will also like they can they will get carried away with it at some point, no matter what. That's just what teenagers do, mm. and then later. I feel like later, just after high school, just before the end of high school, whatever, they'll realize, oh, why am I wasting my money on this when I could just be doing it in moderation, blah, 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 or I could just save my money, not do this. I have my fun. Anyway, sorry. Like me and gaming and all that, I I used to spend ridiculous amounts of time gaming. Oh, my God. The hours. I literally spent day in, day out hours of my summer literally playing Call of Duty to get Damascus. Granted, I got it, and I'm happy that I got it. 
but I no longer so play that time, game. You look back and like, why did I waste all this time? Well, personally, I actually don't even see it like a, why did I waste all my time? I see it as like a, yeah, I was having fun with my friends. Because to have fun with friends, you don't need to go outside. It's not the 1950s. Like, we, we have other ways of hanging out. May not be in person, but we hang out. I see it as like, yeah, what did you do today? Oh, I sat inside gaming, hanging out with friends. Like, oh, were they over? No, they were at their house. Just, we were online. Because that's, that's a normal thing you can do now, is just chill at home with your friends while they're at their house. Yeah. Like, let's go to PC, for example. Yes, I play on PC sometimes. I just don't play on it often. Because I don't have big money to spend right. on games. But let's take VR chat, for example. I could get all of my friends on VR chat. We could all just mess around. Have avatars or something. Just like sitting down together and talking and during the pandemic we seen VR chat rise like skyrocket with its use. Right. Because even though yeah, it was very known before. Cause well like we obviously remember the uh do you know the way thing from the Wagandan Knuckles. <laughs> oh yeah because oh, that, no. that's where that populated was uh VR chat. Yeah it was and it was like what two years ago? Uh it was when I was in eighth grade, so about three. Yeah, back when I was like seventh grade, every kid was clicking their tongue. <laughs> do you know the way? Do you know the way? No, but um, granted, it was still it was bigger back then. But I mean, like over over this like gaming period, like it's definitely gotten bigger. Granted, it's definitely a certain type of people because you have to find the right. I've tried VR chat before. You have to find, like, the right yeah. rooms, the right people. Like, you can't... You'll see videos of, like, Swagger Souls or something joining VR chat, having a blast with random people. That's not that really common, though. Swagger. It's kind of just like, a, that, yeah, he's a famous dude. Of course, he's going to be, like, highly surrounded. But, like, when you go into VR chat, like, alone trying to meet people, that's not so common. When you go in with friends, I can imagine that's a lot more fun. Um... Yeah, no. Personally, yeah. VR chat—it's not my thing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like a certain cup of tea. You know? Yeah, like I'm a huge fan, and you know this, huge fan of shooter games. No matter what it is, I like yeah. it. Well, most teenagers, boys, in in this sense, I'm not going to say females in general cannot play shooters and are not fan of shooters. I'm not saying that they can be. But the main audience for shooter games are teenage boys. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That that's just like a given. That's not even like I don't. You don't even need to look that up. It's just like a yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's there. It's there. You don't have to look it up. It's there, and it's always going to be there. Right. It's always going to be like that. But yeah, no. Um, I I just think they're fun, but I can't speak for anyone else. I don't know what kind of screwed up stuff they have in their head, but it's fun because I mean. As a kid, a lot of guys, I'm not speaking for everyone, I'm speaking for me, but probably a lot more, where they're like, oh yeah, I want to go into the military, I want to be a cool army soldier. Um, And then you'll see Call of Duty as a kid and be like, whoa, that looks like the military. You'll play a few games and be like, oh, this and- is cool, and then you'll play more. And it just, it becomes your thing. Hey! Oh, hey! Hello! Hey. He's connected. Brian! Introduce yourself, man. Hello, my name is Brian. Oh my god, this is going to be stuff. Oh, this is already great. Can you not be munching, please? Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Yes, I can hear it. I'm so sorry. Do not swallow your microphone and we'll all have a happy time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that takes me back to the the Xbox days of literally shoving our mics down our throats. <laughs> me over here, like, it wasn't like a bag of and things. It I wasn't even this. like to other, like, it wasn't even to randoms, it was just to each other. <laughs> we should all be down on Warfare and just go back to the Oh game. my god, we should. Granted, it's 100 gigabytes, but. Granted, I haven't played it since I got banned. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Because, wait, what did you get banned for? The Make-A-Wish kid? 
Yeah, I got banned from an name. Or no, wait, no, 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 no. It wasn't it uh, Fudge Pack and Crow? No, it was Make a Oh, okay. And then I was, I've just been Carl Weezer. Yeah, now, uh, Brian, introduce yourself, man. You, you haven't been here for the last 15 minutes, so tell the audience who you are. Well, I'm Brian. There's nothing more to tell. Yeah. That's great, yeah, Brian. Nice hand. He's just Brian. Brian. What more? Nice. And what more introduction Brian. does he need other than it's Brian? Now, Brian, I'm going to go off on the same topic. At the same time, the discussion we're just having was on the topic. But how do you feel that gaming and the internet connected people during COVID-19? Oh. During the height of the pandemic, everything was COVID. Everything was locked down. Oh, I love it. I mean, I got the chance to play with my uncle and my cousins that live three hours down south. So what you did was just spend time with family, even though they weren't physically there. Yes. That's actually exactly what I was yeah. talking about, but like obviously different yeah, like that's... relationship. I was talking about friends, but even that's actually even better to prove a point is that you can literally talk with your family and have fun with your family three hours away. My uncle, my, my little his son, I forget, my nephew loves me. He, anytime I got on Xbox, he invites me to a party, and it's the it's the cutest thing because I, I live far away from him, but he just loves to see me, loves to talk to me. So even during the pandemic, when we weren't allowed to see each other, he, he me and him would always talk, and he always wanted to invite me to go. It's kind of like that. Well. They're they're out delivering. They're always they're not always in the They're always but let's say uh your father's a trucker. He's always in the road. You don't have this spend every single breaking moment with yeah, with the internet and satellites and all that. All that mumbo jumbo science BS that I don't understand completely. You have had every chance to connect with that man and talk to him while he's on that road. I find that beautiful. Right. Actually, that brings up a good point. I was like, my girlfriend, her dad is actually a trucker. Fun fact, um, and he'll be gone for like a week or two, and then she has the internet. The only way to talk to him, she'll have the internet where she'll like Facetime and like, I think it's, I think the longest they did was like three hours a day, or three hours for like a night to basically like talk while he was just driving. Love knows no bounds, man. Like. Oh my god! Do you, do you know what I just realized? Sorry, off topic. I'm about to hit my third year with my girlfriend. Congratulations. I just realized that. We started dating Congratulations. in grade. I mean, even then, like, let's go on to the topic, since you already bring it up. Oh. Goodbye, Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, who cares? Damn, just, uh, who cares? I mean, he, he's gonna punch chips when he gets back in. Like, Fair enough. Know. Like you are right now. Listen, I ain't trying to be loud. <laughs> yeah, you're being pretty quiet <laughs> about it. <laughs> and when you said you wanted to shift yeah, to like a second topic. To Mike, let's how do you bring up your right. girlfriend, all right? You use the internet to talk to your dad. And even then, internet dating is a thing, all right? Not the best way, in my opinion, today. I'm not going to judge anyone who's doing it. Y'all do you. If you find someone internet dating, you find someone you love, good for you. But 
my opinion, it's not the best way. Oh, yeah, the amount of catfishes is ridiculous. It takes up about maybe half of online dating. Like, oh, I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna send this nude to my uh, to my Roblox yeah. girlfriend. You, uncle behind you hears his phone go off. Yo, you who be texting you? Oh my, uh, my my boyfriend. What's his name? What's oh, his name? Yeah. Little oh, Brian. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake. Blake, that's what I'm not. I'm gonna stop you. That's a little too sorry. Far, no, but um, my podcast is a little too far. Um, sorry, that's on me. But yeah, no, I mean, online dating can be very sketchy for anyone, for dudes and females alike. It is a scary thing, considering how easy it is to just literally go on someone's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, take their pictures and go like screenshot their pictures and just go, yeah, this is me. I'm totally not a 300 pound dude. And, and, and even then. Photoshop exists, and someone who's actually decent at Photoshop can make things look. Really oh yeah, good. it's scary. Well, what like they can do? They can literally just manipulate an image yeah. to be like, yeah, this is me. What about it? And it's like, bro, that's not what I signed up for. Man, let's be honest. So, in a relationship, if you're just looking for someone to get down with it my a one night stand like that that relationship is not going to yeah work. i wouldn't even call that a relationship i just call that like a hookup just be like like on the profile just be like yeah not looking for anything long term just kind of like want a night if you're down yeah it, like, i i get that but i'd say it goes past that two individuals start dating just because they suck right that relationship has been going on. It's they're all right, and the sad thing is that's that's most of online dating is people meet. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just kind of hook up like once or twice a week, you know, have fun, and then they begin become like they put a label on it, and then their relationship is just literally built off. Joey, all right, now it's that time, and sadly, that's what most of online dating is: people going, hey, I want to hook up. Let's make like a friends with benefits thing out of it. And it's like, that's not a relationship. That's not what it's for. This is like meant for people that aren't too social to meet somebody. A relationship and And I have been taught from my current girlfriend that a good relationship is all communication and trust. And those are the only two things the relationship should be built off of. And I know I shouldn't be the one giving out relationship advice, but please talk to your partner. That is the only way anything is going to get done in a relationship. Communication. Oh, yeah. Like, the thing is, with me and my girlfriend, we've been together, like I mentioned, about three years. And we've had maybe one rough patch in our relationship. Do you know why? Because we talk every single day. We don't hide anything from anyone. Or we don't hide anything from each other. I literally let her... Like, if she wants to go through my phone... Granted, even if she has no reason to, if she just wants to use my phone... I, I, my phone. I go for it. Go ahead. You look through, I have nothing to hide. Second. I, I would just throw my phone at my girlfriend. Exactly. And if my girlfriend, like, she's like, hey, can I borrow your phone for something? I'll go, yeah, here you go. Because if you're a guy that asks go to ahead. borrow your phone, and you're like, no, why? What reason? Other than I like my privacy. Okay, so what if your girlfriend is part of your privacy? I'm like, the only reason I see you saying no to that question is if A, your phone's about to die and you have no way to charge it. Actually, and I can think it. of one other reason. A possible, like, surprise, whether it be birthday, marriage, anniversary, whatever. If there's, like, any communication yeah. between All right. you and your brother, her sister, her brother, his, whatever, and your girlfriend is just for some reason going into messages because maybe sometimes you have a skeptical sister because you've been acting weird whatever and she just happens to look through your messages boom that entire surprise is just out the window 
So that that's that's one reason why I'd say. Yeah. But I feel like that'd be also hard to be like, hey, can I see your phone? Uh, no. Why? Because it has confidential stuff. Like, what's so confidential? I mean, I can get how that can create problems, but it's also something where it's like, some of that's on the girl. Like, have trust in your significant other that they're faithful. You should be in a you should be in a relationship skeptical of your partner cheating. That's not a relationship. That's just you not trust. And if you're not trusting someone, you shouldn't be in that relationship. Because a relationship is like what you said. It's built off trust and communication. You can't have a relationship without those two. And if your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, is constantly skeptical if you're going to cheat, if you're going to go out with friends and you're going to end up with some other person, that's not a good relationship. That's a relationship built off suspicion. I feel like... uh, I'll stop you there, Blake. I feel like that is just the inner fear of every guy, though. So your partner hooking up with someone else, it's like that's just an inner fear every guy has, and that you have to hold back and just keep nothing's gonna happen. Right. But let's be honest, all right. Back to your relationship. As you know, three right. weeks ago was Valentine's Day. How the internet helped me with Valentine's Day is I had to go looking for my girlfriend's mother's name. Because I had to get behind my girlfriend's back without knowing how to talk to her. To surprise her, I had to get her out of the house and all that surprise her. And the only way po- that would have been possible is with the internet, as I said. Or if it's old horseback carriage day, I'm sending them a message on a piece of paper about a month before it happens. Right. And how how I put this. The fact that we as a as a species have come so far to develop the internet as it is to where I can do this with you right now is quite honestly oh, yeah, amazing. 100%. And doing stuff like this, even when the pandemic was going on, people being able to connect like this is probably what kept a lot oh, of yeah, people like, Literally, just you literally posting, hey, anyone want to join me? literally got me to join the podcast for this episode granted i don't know if you want me in other episodes or not that's completely up to you schedule anyway that's it's the end of that that brought that together because if not we would never have done this and we would have gone however long it is that we went without really talking to each other because well sadly like i said i moved to pc and that was kind of like what happened with kyle was he moved to maine got a pc and kind of just yeah broke off from like xbox friends granted i'll still talk to you like we like nothing's changed in our relationship but like no because i I recently talked with him and he and he does like he even told me like he feels remorse he feels bad he that like he completely like didn't talk to us because he really liked spending time with us it's just that with pc it kind of just it moves you away from your friends and makes you get a new friend group. And I can, now that I have experienced it, he's not wrong. Because on Xbox, you have your friends and your party chats that you just invite and join. With PC, not everyone has that. You can't just go to a party chat. All, yeah. all those friends that were yeah. on Xbox probably don't have a PC. That's why they're on Xbox, because it's a cheaper and the same way of gaming. So a lot of people have that. And when teenagers especially move to PC, their friends won't be following because if that person moves to PC, it's because they were lucky or they saved up whatever. So it causes them to kind of branch off because it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to PC now. And usually when that happens, you don't really go back to Xbox or controller or PS4, whatever. Even then, the controller part, 
I still use a controller even when I'm playing on my PC just because I'm used to it and I don't feel like learning keyboard and mouse. I, if my sister's on my Xbox, I still have the games I play on Xbox with my Xbox friends on my PC. I still play with them. Crossplay is an amazing thing. Oh my god, like, um... Interpret it. Oh, like, uh, Cold War Zombies. That was so fun. How, like, you, me, and Mike would just go on and grind around, like, 30, 50, whatever. <laughs> and just have a blast. Um, Sorry. We're all on different things. Yeah, because, well, no, oh, uh, yeah, because he was on, I think he was on the PS5, you were on the Xbox yeah. One, and I was on PC. And we were all able to just completely play together. Because, well, crossplay was a thing, which, like you mentioned, it's sad that other games don't have that. If they did, the amount of new, like, buyers. Literally, uh, you've heard of Valheim, right? It's a new game that came out on Steam. That's already massive on PC. What if they put that on console and made it crossplay? They would triple or quadruple their kind of, sales kind of like how Rush just from people wanting to play with each other. Xbox. Like, one thing I wish that would come to Xbox is a good MMO. A good MMORPG. Oh, it's you're talking about like something like Warcraft or something, something along that line? Yeah, I want something like that on Xbox. That way I can enjoy myself. Because Oh, yeah, I know, same. Uh, actually, I coming. I kind of agree with that, but also looking at it from like a programming slash game dev, like looking as if I were in their eyes, that'd be real difficult. Because if you look at Warcraft, RuneScape, I think, I haven't really played it, um, League of Legends, Smite, I think, whatever, all of that... There are so many different buttons and like actions, all that you have to like be yeah. pressing that you can't get with a controller. Otherwise, you will literally melt your brain. Smite I gotta go, guys. Mike did it well. Okay, Brian, no need My to bad. Use mic. See you later. Oh, yeah. well, that sucks. I mean,. It's kind of for the best. Uh, uh yeah, we we kind we kind of doing good running this uh, 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 this little duo. I mean, he's gonna hear this anyway. And Brian, next time you're on here, please don't eat your mic. Uh, but yeah. sorry, but Smite, I feel like they had a very competent dev team that said, "Hey, we put this on PC. Let's put it to consoles because console right. players really want to do this." And, my experience with Smite is it's amazing. For on both PC and Xbox, it's an amazing, fun game. Yes, it's a learning curve. Yes, you're gonna get pissed at it like any other game. That's fun. It's there for friends. And even then, gaming is there to take you away from reality. Gaming is there to move you away from the stress and let you enjoy yourself. Right. It's it's meant as like Originally, it started with, like, uh, oh, let's go play with friends, the new, like, Pong, Sega, whatever, to now literally, yeah. okay, I'm home from school, what do I want to de-stress? Okay, there's my PC. I'll get on in game. Cool, in escape from reality, I can de-stress. And that's actually something that helps me, because back when I was living with my father, I had bad thoughts. Internet got me through that. And granted, with a lot of people, it will do the opposite. I'm not saying that it's going to, like, fix any problems for anyone mentally. Sometimes it does the very opposite because people on the online are ruthless. But, but like, when I was going through, like, rough times in my life when I had my Xbox, when I was going through rough patches in my, like, mind, life, whatever was going on, I'd hop on Xbox, whether it be Minecraft, Call of Duty, whatever. Whether it be in a super intense game like Doom or like a really peaceful, creative Minecraft, whatever. It was an escape that made me literally just forget about just everything going on around me. It was what you described as an escape from reality. It like, it sends you into a different 
world it puts you in a different mind like literal different mindset while you're playing you don't think about oh i just blow my money on accident or like oh i just got a terrible report card or my girlfriend whatever gaming takes your mind away from that it's a lot a lot of people will say oh but doesn't it like stress you out like when you lose it's like yeah it's stressing me out but it's taking my mind off of what i was stressed about before it doesn't make me think about whatever i was thinking about even then how i've gotten through a lot of really sweaty games is that's why i don't care about losing i care that i got to make someone's day they tell because i just asked right. them the entire time but at the same time I'm your friend. Our right. only job is to. I remember around. going on S. I remember game. going on S. And going to be and absolutely just pissing ourselves laughing, using the most botched weapons ever. Wait, oh my god! Yes. I remember when you used to barrel stuff people with the seven two five no barrel. Just was good. Pop pop. <laughs> yeah, jump around for me. Obsidian, what seven two five or was it? Yeah. All shotties, um, I all saying, but the best one was the uh, the seven two five, bro. You would just I remember S and D. You just barrel sucked people because uh, I'm actually gonna ask you. I'm done. I was gonna you. say, didn't I'm you like rename your class thing. like sweaty or like no fun? Like if people were being way too aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Because back in cyber attack, I wouldn't use that class unless. Oh my god, cyber attack! That's what it was. A 75? <laughs> I fought the seven two five and and I I could tell when you were about to hit your point because you always had your tells of oh my god again you'd base have you ever seen a Jev phase Jev you would sometimes like almost pull a phase Jev of like the you wouldn't rage but you'd like you'd hear the increase of voice and then the sudden all right no fun time. And then you whip out the seven two five, and you just, and then you just <laughs> murk the other team, and it's hilarious. And we piss ourselves laughing because I would be using fire breath shoddy with no remorse. And it, it's funny as hell because people are like, "Oh, oh, there's no, no, all right, I don't care if you're not having a fun time on the enemy team. I'm here for my time. I'm here to have a fun time on my team." Yes, I'm still gonna play it. I'm still gonna play fair, but do not whine about a problem without coming up with a solution. Right. If you cannot come up with a solution to what's making you mad, you're right. never gonna get anything. like, bro. If you're gonna play Call of Duty because you want to be in comp, play leagues. Don't ruin somebody else's day because you want to be sweaty with your friends, like. A lot of people just go on Call of Duty S&D with their friends to kind of just chill. And granted, I was part of an esports team for, I want to say, a month. Um, And it was... yeah. No, no one really pulled pull me out. It was that. just kind of... It wasn't fun. They, like, they were like, alright, get on practice. Like, we're playing S&D. Make sure to be sweaty. It was like, bro, I didn't just join an esports team... To be as sweaty and as possible and like have no fun to win, I joined because I thought it was gonna be fun. I thought you guys were gonna be like, oh shoot, that sucks, man. Not get your aim better, stop whiffing. Like, no. you can't just fix that. Like, have a little fun with the game. That's why, like, esports, I've I realized is not gonna be my thing no matter what. Like, I've dreamed of going to like Valorant esports, Rainbow Six, whatever, because I love the games and I love yeah. playing them. Uh, but I when I when I used to be top ten percent in the world in Ferrar, when I used to play that game relentlessly because I was good at it, because I knew I could win every fight that came my way. I used to think of going on a stage with <laughs> other players and fighting them. I used to think about doing that for people for billions of dollars and winning that tournament. And now that I don't play the game anymore, now that I right, like, you you also that, yeah, you also realize that there's such a skill gap that these players have been playing since they were 
children. And now they're adults. Granted, we started playing when we were children. Yeah. But when they were starting, so was gaming. We're starting in the middle, slash, like, just after yeah. the start, when everyone's already good. Like, a vivid example. Vivid. Look at Fortnite Season 1, Season 2, Season 3. All that, it was basic... Those ones, right. It was basic players, it was like it was everyone active. knew how to build a one by one. That's about it. And everyone had fun because oh no, a dude built a one by one. All right, let's have a decent fight. If you look at now, you have twelve year olds that build a mansion in five seconds. And it's like there there's yeah. no fun in Fortnite anymore. It was a fun game. And granted, some of it is like on Epic's fault because like I personally think they added too many updates. Like they they were they were changing the game faster than they should have. I can agree with that, but at the same time, I have to argue against that. Why I feel like killed Fortnite was a them not having skill based matchmaking to be in. Right. That kind of ruined it. But at the same time, they should have limited how fast people can build. They should have really limited that. They should have limited how fast people can edit. Yes, I get it. It's a skill. Congratulations, Congratulations. you can build the highest power in five seconds. But at the same time, a game is right. Like granted, Fortnite is still very popular. Just if you look at how, if you look at it, yes, very popular. Compared to when we were in eighth grade slash freshman year, when it was the thing. It's nowhere near as popular. Like, it's still, like I said, it's still popular, but yeah. nowhere near I mean, as big it, as it was. If they stayed on the track they were, if they didn't change the map or change all these key factors that were keeping people playing, the game would still be huge. Actually, I, I played it the other day, and I found it fun. The only reason I got off was because people were way too sweaty in literal just regular games. It was, and then I realized Epic literally added bots, like robots, into servers to balance it out. And that's when you realize there's no fun in Fortnite anymore. Because they had to add bad, like, really easy bots so that way people could enjoy the game and not get absolutely murked every time they see someone. My girlfriend plays Fortnite a bunch. All right, I'll, I'll watch her play it, and I'll, I'll cheer her on. And it, I told her that those were bots because I like seeing her enjoy the game. And when you have to physically add bots into a game for it to be enjoyable, there's not a problem for game. Right. It's like a problem with the player base. to a point. Actually, that's I think they added ranked. Like, they had this, like, championship area where you could literally just play against people your skill level. Granted, it wasn't as fun because people were playing for rank, so it was, granted, a lot more sweaty. But you didn't have that mix-matched... Like, you could be playing against a Fortnite pro and an absolute noob at the same time. But, granted, that's no longer a thing with almost any game because... With COVID, people got more gaming systems, and now people are getting good at the drop. A game could literally, yeah. a new game could drop right now. Give it a week, there will be an esports about it, and there will be already a top 10 that are ballistic at the game. And it's like, you're 12, I'm 16. We should have the same amount of time, yet you have 300 hours on a two-week-old game. Well, let's be honest with each other. Oh, yeah. So that's going to happen with any game that's going to drop. It's only a matter of time. Now, depending on the popularity right. of the game, that Actually, time can decrease. A good example increase. of that, I would say, is Apex. That started off huge. Literally, I Apex. think, what was it? A few days after it launched, there's already posts about, oh, it's the Fortnite ender. This is going to kill Fortnite. They weren't wrong necessarily because at the time yeah, in yeah. that moment, it did. But they didn't update the game, and people very quickly reverted back to Fortnite, and they then started to 
put pump out updates. Mm. They started new seasons. The battle pass, which is now basically a game standard to have a battle pass. Um, but they started putting this stuff in and the player yeah. base came back. It grew in activity. Now it's now it's I would consider it one of the perfect battle royales. Not because of the gameplay, not because it's a perfect game. Not at all. I'm saying it's a perfect game because it's big. Yes, but it's not nearly as big as other games. So you can still, you can join any lobby, ranked or just casual, because they actually do have ranked in that. If you join casual, you can have fun because you're not going up against people grades above you. Because in Apex, the only difference between you and the other team is your aim. That's it. That's It's just your aim. Which everyone can get better at, and and oh, not exactly, and that can balance out the game so much, and that's why I love Apex right now, is because, granted, you'll get into a lobby with someone that has three thousand kills with this one character and super kid out, but then you realize they just play that character a lot. It doesn't mean they're great at the game. They could have just been playing that character since the start of the game. And that's why they have such a high, like, record with that character. But uh, back to why I was saying it was a perfect game. Because it's not too big where people are literally surrounding it. Like, literally grinding out hours in Kovac or, like, in Aim Trainer just to get better at the game. It's like a casual, oh, yeah, a streamer's going to hop on. We're going to play. We're going to have fun. Or we're going to make a YouTube video about it. Have fun. So that's that's why I that's why I'd call Apex one of the perfect like game slash battle royales because it's not too sweaty but it also adds that element of fun. Let's take an example from a game that started off shit and now is actually playable. Fall seventy six. It started off right. as I, actually yeah. Seventy six got a lot of hate for the first like month or two. And then they started pumping out updates. They did what they can. And right now, for a game, I feel like it's an amazing spot. They put so much time and effort. You see, into the, the thing game with that is, and made it I would agree with you if I could. I I'm not a huge fan of the um, Fallout games, so that's something that I'm just gonna I'd have to like take your word on. I downloaded fallout 76 because kyle actually gave it to me so that way we could play but because i'm not a fallout fan i lost yeah. interest in it very quick because i didn't understand anything about it and i'm a skyrim fan so i for some reason i just wasn't willing to learn about the game i just didn't want to it wasn't my style so i don't really know a whole lot about the game i'm just gonna have to take your word for it um but i like i i would i trust you on that the fact that like it's it's a playable game now, which I completely I trust you on because a lot of games will do that. They can start off real rocky, real bumpy, but become a real fun, playable game. Like, there's just one survival game. I don't remember the name. Like a volcano Arc? kind of thing. Is it Ark? With a mine in development right now so now and it's like a one person uh, dev team I don't know yeah this guy has been developing this game for a year or two at least oh damn and every time I get back up on this game he's added so much stuff to it. I'm impressed when a dev can care about the game like that though that's what makes it the game. Right. When, like, devs or updates, whatever. When you can tell there was hard work put into a game, that's what makes a good game. Is If you go to the bare bones and look at it just straightforward, what makes a good game is a good dev. Now, granted, everyone isn't going to be great. You have to put time, effort. You can't just write a code, go, okay, this is going to be a game. Real devs, like the one that you mentioned. Isn't that what Bethesda does, though? Isn't that what Bethesda does, though? 
They write a spaghetti code and they, they say this is the okay, game, yeah, boys. But, okay, well, yeah, but also Skyrim has been out for years upon years, and they literally make special edition for the PS5 still. That they're they embrace the glitchiness of their games. I think we can agree on that. They they build they build their games off glitches, and they take pride in that. And we all love it because it's fun. at the modding community room. Oh my god, that. That is great. You can have lightsabers in a medieval game. It's honestly hilarious. Um, <laughs> Imagine if a dude with a Viking helmet comes up with a lightsaber. <laughs> Do you know what I realized? You could have a dragon, literally a dragon, come up to you, say, what's good, cuz? You could pimp slap it and it will die. Because someone, <laughs> I guarantee, has made that mod where you could pimp slap a dragon and it will obey you. Anyway, um... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but I feel like what makes a game good is work and like you sound. Yeah, no, I feel like what makes a game good is time, work, and the developer's devotion. Like when someone has devotion to a game and to their project, and they want to make it better, it shows in the game. Because when you really want to update your game and push out an update. There shouldn't be a glitch to come along with that or a bug to go along with that update that you have to fix later. <coughs> Call of Duty. <coughs> Sorry, I had something in my throat. Um, but yeah, no, you shouldn't have to push out an update every other week because the update you put out previously screwed up something else in the game. That's how you know you have a failing game or like a slow game when you have to update an update. Because you messed up, messed something up, which shouldn't happen if you're dedicated to a game. Well, let's be honest. Coding is, let's be honest. We both oh yeah, I know. Coding is a lot more complicated than. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Literally, my yes. my father has talked to me about That's literally true. saying, "Oh, you like computers? You should go into coding." And I've said the exact words of, "I don't want to put my job at risk from one typo of a backslash or something." To destroy an entire code. The thing is, though, let's say I put out an update for Xcode, right? It breaks Xcode in the game because those codes will not be compatible or something like that. Right. Then I have to release another patch to fix that, and that fixes the whole problem. Now I release another update. That then messed with the patch. Right. Messing up something else. That's how coding is. It's, gonna, it's never going to be perfect coding. Yes, it can be good coding. But it's never going to be Actually, perfect Actually, yeah, fair enough. Something in a game will always mess up. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I guess I, I was being a little unreasonable and saying, like, you should have a perfect code for a game. That's that's unrealistic yeah. for how complicated it is. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's fair. It, it, and I, I give props. I give. I mean, I give major props to those who can sit there. And oh my code god! Yeah, game. they're like dedicated. Like it, it's. I can't believe that it's easy to do that. Like two literally sit in a computer for hours to like figure out code to write, animate, blah blah blah, blah all that. That it's it's a hard job, and I respect anyone who does it. And even then, like. Most coders are underpaid, yeah, but that's what that's a top for another time, right? And even when it comes to gaming and how it helped everyone, most I'm gonna go into a little sensitive topic here. Yeah. Like suicidal people don't come out often; they kind of hide it. And if people online can make someone's day a little better to where they don't put that final ward in, they don't put that final bull in, and say, hey, I have another day, day. I'm going to live another day. That's what I really like about wholesome gaming communities. Is you can be nice to someone for no reason other than just be nice, and in reality, you're saving someone, and you have no idea about it. A terrible community, sorry, um, but a terrible community is Rust. Popular game, 
extremely toxic community and is not a good place for someone in the in a wrong headspace. Like, there's a clip that I saw that, granted, is funny, but it's also a little messed up, where this dude is riding on a horse and he says, friendly, friendly, don't shoot. One friend goes, oh, yeah, have a nice day. His friend in the Discord goes, all right, if he comes by me, I'm going to act like I'm not with you and just pop him. He goes, hey, buddy. And then here's gunshots in the distance. I mean, like, why do you have to be such a... I mean, granted, it was funny. It was. But what kind of dick do you have to be to kill someone literally just saying friendly and riding around on a horse? Like, let the dude have fun. Maybe he's, like, having a rough time and that's, like, what he's doing is just riding around on a horse. Like, when me and you used to play for one or four, you know, you all rage. Oh, yeah, that... The people who would come over and emote spam. That that would that we had to have whole teams emote spam. Yeah, that was just that's a, a whole that's just one reason that I quit for honor. It was just bad for mental, physical health, whatever. It was not yeah, a good game considering that I have I'm not diagnosed, but I can notice that I'm a very angry person. I can get very angry very quick. And when I get angry, I <laughs> and when I get angry, I can get very physical. Not to other people, not to my items, but sometimes to myself. Like sometimes, I would literally smash my controller on my thigh, and I it would bruise. And that's why I had to quit for honor because it was just putting me in a terrible state. And I'm not gonna play a game where the community is so toxic that I can't have fun. I think the only fun that I had on that game was playing the campaign with a friend. Game, I feel like if they took care of the toxicity of the game, made the combat better, fixed the servers, I feel like it'd be a good game. But you see, that's that's a tough that's a tough area because you can't just get rid of the toxicity in a game. Yeah. Every single game, known to man, has toxic toxicity. And you can put in a report for toxic people, whatever. But By the, end the, of the day, chances, the, the ban of them getting to- banned for toxicity is so little, it, there's nothing from stopping them again. Like Xbox, their ban system of, hey, you texted somebody this, you're banned for a day, then two days, then four, then a week, then it just ke- continues to progress. But other than like, that, there's nothing stopping the, them from being toxic. You can have someone insult your entire bloodline in a message, but just because it doesn't contain any cursing, it won't count as a report. Exactly, because Actually, the moment there's a curse word, it's oh, that's that that's not that's no good. Uh uh-uh. uh yeah, when that you literally just stuff. use replacement words to insult somebody's literal family, or you know, like a exclamation mark in between it, and it, the system doesn't catch it. Or like put or like select one of like the special letters, like if you hold down on one. Yeah. It will be like, yeah, that's not a word. But it's just it's ridiculous because toxicity can't just be removed from games, which sucks so much. Because you if you want to have fun, there's always that toxic pe there's always those toxic people that come on and are like, Okay, yeah, my fun is ruining your ruining your fun. Well, like I was, I was literally playing Valorant the other day, yeah. and I was trying to clutch. I think it was a one v three. I killed two of the three, and had to defuse Spike. This toxic kid just jumps on his mic, starts screaming, and crunching whatever, and just screaming into his mic, and I couldn't mute him because I was trying to clutch. Well, and... he's screaming. Exactly. No, just for no reason. And I later go on just like, why, why did you do that? I was trying to clutch. And he goes, oh, because it's funny. It's not funny when you're ruining someone's fun. It's funny because you like to ruin someone's experience. The only time I find it funny is, does Valorant have a surrender system? Uh, Yeah, so it's a forfeit system where you have to be five matches into the half and you can only forfeit um, 
once per well, house. Is it like a vote? Is it like everyone on the team has to vote? Yeah. Oh yeah, no? it's a vote. So basically, like one person can trigger it, and then um, the next round it'll pop up, being like, um, someone voted for a surrender vote. It won't actually tell the person because they know that their community isn't totally trustworthy. So they'll just say surrender vote F five yes F six yeah. no. And if there's a certain amount of no's, it'll be canceled. And they'll be like, okay, we'll continue with our game. All right. So I'll be three stacked right in Smite with my, right. my friends. And we'll just have someone super toxic on our team and just go, surrender, surrender, surrender. We will purposely vote no, all three of us. So we have a majority of the team. So they never can get out of the game. Right. Unless they. Which Actually, with amazing. Valorant, um, with Valorant. The most amount of people that you can have vote no is one. If two people vote no, the vote is completely canceled. It... Five or five out of five. If it's that's pretty good. If it's anything less than four out of five people voting yes, it's canceled because they see it as yes, a majority said yes, but there's more than just one person that doesn't want to leave. Yeah. It's funny because you'll have this guy really talking, making everyone's day bad, and wanting to leave the game. Just us, no, you're not leaving. You're making our day bad. We're going to keep you here and make your day worse. Right. It's like, and why we're going to enjoy ourselves. It's like sometimes... I, I mean, I love ranked. I'm a very competitive person. I love, like, that easy com- competitive. But there has to be some other way to leave a game if you don't want to continue without getting a penalty. Like, Valorant has an un- has a unrated and competitive. Yeah. It's actually exactly like Seed, how Seed has unrated. It's the same exact style, like, play style rules whatever just without the um the rank and even for that you get a penalty for leaving early and it's stupid because sometimes you play unrated so that way you don't have to play comp and if you have to leave that sucks you're gonna get a you're gonna get a penalty for leaving the game which is really ridiculous i get that for comp you get a penalty for leaving early but you shouldn't get a penalty for leaving early in an unrated. Now, I'm going to sound hypocritical because I just said about Smite that if someone leaves, I like right. seeing them get banned and all that for leaving. Well, I feel like the only time someone should get banned for leaving a match is in a ranked game. I feel like anywhere else someone leaves, oh, so what? They left. That's, a, that's so what? exactly what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't get a penalty unless you're in ranked. When you're in ranked, you play that game to finish it out. You don't join ranked to leave midway through because you don't want to play anymore. You played that game because you want you wanted to play that game. Not lose a few rounds and go, oh, I'm going to lose. Peace. Because no matter what, there's still a chance to take anything back. But if you leave in comp, you shouldn't be playing comp. There's no reason to because other people are playing to get their rank up, to face against people in higher skill levels. And you shouldn't have people join in that, being like, oh yeah, I know I'm going to lose, I'm going to leave, and kind of tank you too. Have fun. See, that's something I don't get. You can have a game that looks like it's losing, and you can turn the shit around. Oh yeah. Like, um, actually, me and my friends were playing Valorant, by the way. You'll, you'll hear me speak about it a lot. I play it a lot. Um, you'll hear me and my, uh, me and my friends. I think the score was 10. It was like 10 to 3. And you need 13 rounds to win. We, uh, we got it up to 10 11. Granted, we lost going 11 and 13. But we went from three and ten still, to eleven and thirteen. We got close, but we got that close because we didn't give up on a game that we thought we'd lose. It got us so much further. Like I understand that. 
Yeah. Like, no matter what, you can still lose even if the situation looks grim. Not everything's going to be a miracle. But there have been situations where you can be really low down, but take it back, like, shockingly. Like, you could be terrible at attack, join defense, and absolutely bulldoze the other team. And no one would be the wiser. That's how, like, Siege is well. Even then, Siege, it comes down to reaction speed. Yeah, actually, I'd call Siege one of the... uh true skillful games as in like to play siege you do have to have skill not great skill but to be where you want to be you have to have skill like to have to have to be be able to play with randoms the xbox like find find a party or whatever you have to have skill to play yeah. with other people because everyone else is looking for higher grades. Because you're not going to find someone going like, hey, anyone want to play with like a copper three? It's like, no, everyone wants to play with gold one, gold two, gold four. For me, of Siege, unless I'm casual a lot, all I care is about having fun. Me and my friends, we, we don't care about winning the matches on Siege. We care that we're messing around. Right. Like, one of my favorite things to do with friends on Siege is if one of us is on a 2K or 3K, we set up an ace just to piss off the other team. It's like, yeah. we could kill you. We're going to let him go. He's already bulldozing you. We're going to help him. But. Like, I play with two annoying people. And I've gotten so many text messages like, why do you play Clash? Are you scared? It's funny, like it's funny because people get mad because you're playing an operator that is disliked, yes, but it's disliked because it works. Like, have you noticed that? You want to go down my hallway? Like, it's it's always the characters that are good at what they do that are hated on the most because they're good characters. Granted, not a lot of people will play them. But they have their underlying, like, advantages. Like, Clash, perfect bullet shield to have your teammate peek out behind you. Perfect for that. Or blocking a hallway, capturing an objective, whatever. They're great for it, but they're hated on so much because they're so good at it and they're annoying. Well, Blake, my phone's going to die. All right, homie. It was a good time. Thank you for thank you for having well, me on. I appreciate show. it. Good night, everyone, and I hope you all leave with a smile on your face. This has been Midnight Space Thoughts.